What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, commuting our kids to and from school, finding time to spend with our family, trying to figure out all of our work obligations. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 10,000 Podcast. We want to bring God into your 10,000 minutes each and every week. My name is Sawyer Trapp, and I'm the associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. I want to thank you so much for listening each and every week that we put out this podcast and help helping us help you put God more into your 10,000 minutes. If this has been helpful to you, make sure to leave a, a review down below um, and sub- to subscribe and pass this along to someone else. It really does make a difference and helps more people out there bring God into their 10,000. And with that, we'll turn it over to our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey, everybody. Glad you're listening today. We wanted to talk about happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, the word happy. Yeah. Um, because I did start our new series, How to Be Happy, yep. this past Sunday. If you missed that, go listen to it. Yeah, it's a great message. I, I was going to let Matt plug his own message. But yes, <laughs> no, I will jump in and say, yeah, it was a really great message and a really powerful message and a really important message. Just a reminder that God wants you to be happy. Yeah. And I really encourage you to listen to it. You can find it on our main podcast feed if you just search Arise Church Denver in your favorite podcast app. Yeah. And I taught that message. I think it's foundational to the rest of the series, so you should listen to it. Mm-hmm. But even as I was preparing for this, and I would share this with people that I'm doing this, they'd be yeah. like, oh, I don't like the word happy. <laughs> I literally someone tell me, well, why don't you just change it to joy? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, the Bible talks about joy, not happiness. People will, will even say that. The Bible yeah. says joy, not happiness, which isn't true, by the way. The word happy is in the Bible. Yeah. Quite a it's few true. Times. It's in there, true. It's in there a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. And yes, joy might be in our version that we read, like our modern English <laughs> right, versions exactly. a lot. Or the word blessed, which turns out means happy mm-hmm. as well. But the concept of happiness, I think I made pretty clear in my message, is all throughout the Bible. Right. And I think there's this false dichotomy that we put up that, that joy is, you know, is we can be content through struggle and that happiness is just temporarily and fleeting. But as you said so wonderfully in your message, they're synonyms. They're, they're synonyms. used in different contexts <laughs> all the time. Right. And joy can mean that and happiness can mean that. And they're used yeah, interchangeably. And that joy, as you said, is just great happiness. Yeah. And some people will say stuff like, well, happiness is based on what happens to you right. and joy is eternal. Like, well, where's that in the Bible? Like, <laughs> okay. Um, or, or that happiness is emotions and joy isn't. Right. It's a state of mind or faith or whatever. Joy is a choice, right? Happiness just is happens, ha- happens to, to yeah, you exactly. and it's based on situations. But the truth is, is that they're just synonyms mm-hmm. and joy is an emotion. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Look it up. It is. There's a feeling associated with it. And we're not saying that the happiness from God is dependent on circumstances. No, absolutely not. We're going to have a whole message on that in our series because Paul says sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Mm, yeah. Well, how does that work? Okay, that's a great paradox we're going to need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Spend like a whole week talking about that. But w- we need to just... Start using this word happiness. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I, I'm putting up a little video this week, so you may see that as well if you follow me on Instagram or follow our church on social media. Mm-hmm. But the word happiness has actually been a word that's used throughout the centuries yep. by Christians, some that you may have heard of, like Irenaeus, mm-hmm. like Augustine, like John Calvin, like Martin Luther, <laughs> yeah. like uh, Jonathan Edwards, like C.S. Lewis, mm-hmm. like G.K. Chesterton, everybody. Yeah if you look in church history, has used the word happiness. A lot of biggies on that list. If you ever look at, uh, you know, church history and and people, church thinkers, and yeah. They all use that word. And they all talk like, yeah, this is what God wants for you. And and Mm -hmm. let me just read a couple of the quotes. So if you saw my video, you would have seen even more. But I just want to read a couple of those to you because I I think they're they're pretty helpful. Like um, Augustine said, if I should ask you why you believe in Christ, every man will answer truthfully by saying, for the sake of a happy life. Mm. Uh, that John Calvin said that human happiness is to be united with God. The chief activity of the soul is to aspire to it. Wow. So the chief activity of human existence is yeah. to be happy in God. Yeah. Yes, to be happy. C.S. Lewis said it's a Christian duty. It's our duty as Christians mm. for everyone to be as happy as he can. And even Jesus talks about the, the Father in heaven, the Master, saying to the faithful servant, come and share your Master's happiness. And that's even in the NIV. I know a lot of you are like, well, that's not in my translation. We're using the translation that we use on a regular Sunday. Now, NIV is not perfect by any means, but it's it's one of the better translations out there that's readable, approachable, and it uses the word happy. Jesus used that word happy. And a lot of times the word blessed in the Bible, Mm -hmm. it means happy, both in the Old Testament and the New. Not every time. Sometimes it's talking about the blessing that comes from God. Mm Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, like Psalm 1-1 starts out the Psalms by saying, blessed is the man. We're actually going to cover that in the week coming up. Yep. Blessed is the man who does not stand in the counsel of sinners. And when it says that, it means happy. Yeah. Happy is the man. This is the person who is filled with happiness is like this. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. blessed are the, those who mourn. Yeah. Poor in spirit. Yeah, all those. Yeah. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. Blessed are those who are persecuted. He's saying this is a way to a happy, happy life. Yeah. And you listen to Jesus' teaching there and you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Those who mourn, those who are persecuted, those who are poor in spirit, how can that be? And that's well, what It's you because mean. they're in the kingdom. Right. They're yeah. in the kingdom. It's of because God. they're in God. Their happiness is from God, not yeah. from their circumstances. Yeah. Well, wait, that sounds a lot like <laughs> joy, right? That sounds a lot like the definition of joy. Yes. And that's the problem, or maybe not problem, is that happiness and joy have a lot, a lot of crossover. So uh, I think one of the questions that people have is, well, why is it that we use joy? What, what do you think? Like today, like people are afraid to use the word happy. What do you think, Sawyer? I think it's just like any word, uh, any word over time is going to change and shift a little with its meaning. And especially mm-hmm. within Christian culture, within yes. Christian discussion, I think this is like a, a Christian it's a Christianese. Yeah, it's a Christian word thing. Yeah. And I don't think these words necessarily mean this in the culture, but that there is this difference that we fleshed out that, yeah, happiness is from circumstance. It's fleeting. It's gone. It's there today, gone tomorrow. And mm-hmm. joy is this God-given contentment that allows us to um, go through difficult circumstances. And if we look at the range of meaning in those words, both of those words, either of those words could mean those things, but we've really tried to flesh that out. And I think for good reason. I don't think it just happened by accident. I think yeah. people have made decision of saying, yes, we shouldn't root our um, purpose, our identity in emotions that fade, right? And so I think the, the main impetus behind that is good, is helpful, yeah. is that, yes, there is 
a contentment, a joy, a happiness yes. found in our faith. Right. As C.S. Lewis said, it's our duty because mm-hmm. we have the hope of the world. We've been given a new yeah. life. We're a new right. creation. Like that should make us happy. That should make us be able to go through difficult circumstances and see that God is doing something, that see yeah. that God hasn't abandoned us. And so I think the original push or separation of these two words is good. Yep. But I just don't think that it's necessarily within those specific words, especially as they're used in the Bible as we're trying to yeah. translate those from original languages and stuff. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing. So I reference Randy Alcorn's book, mm-hmm. Happiness, which I recommend. Anybody who wants to deep dive on this, get that book. Yeah. If you don't want to deep dive but you still want to get more, <laughs> guess what? Come this Sunday. Yeah. Seriously, this Sunday, May 1st, to our 9 or 10.45 service online or in person because online we'll have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, I got 30 copies of a shortened version. So so basically instead of the 450-page happiness book, <laughs> Alcorn, he put together a book that's less than 100 pages so you can get, hey, this is the most important stuff. Mm-hmm. You can still get the deep dive, but maybe not as deep as you know your yeah. crazy pastor <laughs> is going to dive into it. But I want to give away 30 of those copies. I'm just going to give those books away because I want everybody to be happy. Yeah. And you can be like, oh, you can find a little more. If you think I'm wrong, if you think Sawyer's wrong on this, <laughs> we want you to get that book and read it. And we'll give it to you for free Yeah. if you'll read it. Yeah. If you're not going to read it, I'm going to give it to somebody else. <laughs> but... One of the things that's interesting is when you look at when the, the Bible was originally translated into English mm-hmm. in the King James Version, yeah. the word blessed at that time meant happiness. Right. And now they're differentiated so far. If In the dictionary now, it's like third, fourth, fifth, sixth definition of the mm-hmm. word blessed yeah. means happy. Yeah. It means something completely different in English. But traditionally, people are afraid to move away from that translation. Mm-hmm. They still used, in the Beatitudes, blessed is the man you right. know, or blessed is the 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 mourn, yeah. those who mourn. Yeah. So that's one thing. And it's the same thing with happiness. This is fascinating. I didn't know this because I've, I used to teach that God wants you to be joyful, not happy. Yeah. I've definitely given that a message like I, that. Too. I, yeah. I've taught that. And I'll be the first to admit that I was wrong mm-hmm. on that because I just didn't understand it. I had just was kind of parroting what I'd been told. Sure. Yeah. So Randy Elkhorn really tried to dive into it in his book, why that change happened. Mm-hmm. And he really connected it back to Oswald Chambers. Okay. And yeah. I love Oswald Chambers. Yeah. I read his My Utmost uh, for His, his highest, highest yeah. early on in my faith, and it was pivotal. It's great. Yeah, it's I read through it in college, and it was yeah, super impactful. Hundreds and thousands, yeah. millions of Christians have used it. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong, but in it, he is basically the first one to really um, attack the word happiness. And I can share the quote with you from his... Yeah, please do. From his uh, devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, it says this, Joy should not be confused with happiness. Okay. In fact, it is an insult to Jesus Christ to use the word happiness in connection with him. Mm. Insult. Wow. So this means John Calvin, Martin Luther, C.S. Lewis, <laughs> Jonathan Edwards, Augustine, <laughs> Jesus himself are insulting Jesus. Wow. Bold words. I, so I love Oswald Chambers. I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's with Jesus right now, very happy. <laughs> okay, and so I'm not trying to like disperse his memory because I have taught the same thing. Mm-hmm. But he's the one that millions of people read this devotional. Book oh yeah, very like, impactful. Well, I guess that's that's what the truth is. Um, and I don't know where he got the idea from. If he got it from somebody else and he parroted it, or yeah. this was his concept. But th- this happens that this kind of stuff. So I just want to tell you that's. As far as I can tell in the research, and I haven't even dived as deeply yeah. as Randy Alcorn sure, did. Sure, sure. He wrote the whole book. <laughs> but that's where that got started. And because that was so popular, it shifted our culture. Mm, okay. So that one of the most popular preachers in America preached a message that 
basically God doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to be holy. I've seen it all over the place. My friends tweet it. Oh, yeah. I had friends that are pastors that I love that when I said I'm doing this How to Be Happy series, they're like, no, wrong. God doesn't want you to be happy. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, we had people in our church Mm -hmm. say that. And I think it's, yeah, it's out there. Absolutely. It's out there. Um, So I hope that this helps better explain why I chose to use the word happy. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing is, it's the word that everybody uses. Right. Everybody in our world uses it. So let's quit using Christianese and let's quit... Because because this is the thing, if you're trying to talk to a Christian or a non-Christian, and you're like, you should follow Jesus. He doesn't want you to be happy. They're like, well, why would I want to follow Jesus? Because mm, I want to be happy. That's a great happy. point. Yeah. Well, to be happy, you need to leave your life of sin because those things don't bring you happiness like you are finding out right now. And you need to follow Jesus who gives you true happiness. We're cutting ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot by telling people God doesn't want you to be happy. And I think hindering the gospel. I believe yeah. so too. Yeah. And I want to change that, even though I'm going to be get some flack for it. And you already have, yeah. <laughs> Funny aside note, we had we posted up uh, a quick highlight me- message to yeah. get some uh, promo the series coming up. And one of the quick comments, it was like we posted this up on social media. It was like two minutes later, this person has this long paragraph basically <laughs> saying that Matt is a false teacher, that yeah. he's preaching this false gospel. And it's like, this is something that has just been so sp- split, so um, s- set up. And, and, and I think it's to our detriment is that, I yeah, it's too, to a detriment yeah. of maybe our potential happiness as Christians yeah. and, and certainly to the witness that we have to the world. Because I think that's like, if you ask a non-Christian, somebody without a faith, like, mm-hmm. what are you seeking in life? When you really yeah. get down to it, it's happiness. Yep. It's contentment. It's joy it's being able to get through the struggles of life and still have something to lean back on and as christians we have that yeah and this is just such a huge thing and i've thought about this more and more and so i'm so glad you brought up Mm -hmm. the 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 witness the evangelistic angle and it's just so important yeah Yeah. i think it is too and really you look throughout christian history everybody used the word happiness Mm -hmm. until about the 1920s and 1930s when Oswald Chambers switched thinking. Yeah. So we are the ones who are maybe the <laughs> false teachers because the last hundred years mm. we've switched from what Christians have preached for centuries, millennia yeah. before. Yeah. So let's get back to what the truth is. There you go. Happiness is way too good. And we have the happiness that the world needs. Absolutely. And we found in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Okay, we had one other question. Yeah. And I thought it was a brilliant question. Mm-hmm. And this was a question from somebody after the message Sunday said, well, Matt, that sounds awesome, but aren't we supposed to become like Jesus? And I would say, yes. Yep, that's the goal. And they said, well, wasn't Jesus a man of sorrows, someone who suffered? Acquainted with grief, right? Acquainted grief. That's scripture. That's Isaiah. So how can we be happy if Jesus wasn't happy? Mm. What do you say in response to that, Sawyer? Yeah, and we were talking about this right before the podcast, and I was like, that's a really great question. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, that comes right out of scripture. And I, I think if we look at the life of Jesus, we can absolutely see moments and seasons, obviously in the Garden of Gethsemane being yep. a key example where Jesus is just overcome with emotion yes. and pain and grief, even to the point of sweating blood. And so we see those moments, but I think it's good, important for us to remember that those are just moments, just mm-hmm. like any other human, yeah. any other person. Jesus is going to go through seasons of difficulty, seasons of struggle, seasons of sorrow and grief. But you notice the scriptures say acquainted with grief. Yeah. That it it doesn't identify his life. And so if we look at the rest of the life of Jesus, there's a lot of great moments that Jesus was truly happy in, right? Yeah. 
Um, yes. Growing up, I'm sure he had some great moments with his dad yeah. learning carpentry <laughs> and, and, and um, growing up and, and getting to spend time three years dedicated with some of his closest friends, his disciples. Yeah. They're out there sharing meals. They're out there seeing miracles happen, feeding the 5,000. I, I, I can just see Jesus just smiling when this miracle is performed and that person is just overwhelmed with emotion and joy and happiness. Yeah. And that Jesus gets to share in that. And mm-hmm. so I just think there's so many instances in the life of Jesus where we see that, yes, he was equated with grief. Yes, mm-hmm. he was a man of sorrows. But Jesus was happy, too. He was happy. He told jokes. Yeah. Like a candle going through the eye of the needle. That's a hilarious image in your mind. Mm-hmm. He told lots of jokes. Yeah. We don't read it because we miss it. We think of serious, sad Jesus. <laughs> like, if you read it, go read the New Testament again thinking... Like just seeing, imagine Jesus smiling as the Pharisees mm-hmm. throw these crazy questions at him, and he tells jokes back. Um, or uh, he was really sarcastic too. I mean, I think give to yeah. Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God. That's theological. That's dense, but it's also like, well, okay, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Then yeah. it's sarcastic. It's yeah. funny. Like in, in Mark, there's a passage in Mark seven where they're like trying to confront him about eating, you know, the wrong kind of food, and he's like, "Hey guys, what you eat." does not defile you because it goes in your mouth and is expelled. That's what it says in the NIV. He's making a joke, and it's potty humor. Like, Jesus is making potty humor as they're trying to He's basically like, you're going to eat it, but you're also going to poop it out. Right. Just to be blunt. That's what he's saying. Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. He's like, it's not going to mess you up. But what goes into your, what comes out of your heart into your mouth, that could defile you. Mm. Ooh, okay. He makes a joke, and then he gets right to the heart, which is what a good preacher does. (laughs) That's true. Absolutely. Um, Jesus turned water into wine, right? And he's laughing with his disciples. He, he was out with the, the tax one, collectors yeah, one of the main, That's what I was going to say. One of the main accusations from the Pharisees is that he was a partier with the wrong crowd. Right. And he's a friend of sinners. You're not a friend if you're just a mope, like mm, just true. sad all the time. You're a friend when you're making jokes, you're hanging out with people. They like you. Yeah. Because you're a likable person. Jesus was the happiest person to ever live. Mm-hmm. And he is the happiest person to ever live because he is in bodily form, seated at the right hand of the throne of God, where it says, for the joy set before him, for the true happiness set before him, he endured the cross. So I really feel like, yes, Jesus can be called a man of sorrows. He's acquainted with our grief, but he also knows what it's like to be happy Yeah, and wants that happiness for us. Yeah. So I hope that helps. And I know this is a mind-blowing concept. This is an interesting little anecdote before we wrap up today. So uh, I have not seen this myself, and you should not either. (laughs) But there's a painting called The Laughing Christ. You can Google that. That's okay to Google, right? The Laughing Christ. And Is that the really, like, overly exerted, like, happy one with his mouth, like, open? Yeah, we should link to it um, so people yeah, can... Yeah, I'll put a link down below. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting painting. But uh, So The Laughing Christ. It's great. It's an image, like... But yeah, people are so unfamiliar with it. They're used to Jesus... Dying on a cross. Mm-hmm. They're used to sad, moping, um, all this stuff. So there's this, supposedly, as the story is told, that Hugh Hefner saw that painting of the laughing Christ. And he was so blown away by this image of Jesus laughing mm. that he put it on the cover of the 1970 Playboy magazine. <laughs> and that's the part. I, I cannot confirm that. Okay. Okay. I cannot cool. confirm that, and you should not confirm it either. But I have it on good authority. I, you know, have read stories about this, um, mm-hmm. that, that it's actually happened. Okay. okay. But he was so blown away because he'd never even thought that Jesus could be happy. Mm. But I, we're trying to tell you, yes, Jesus was very happy. God is very happy yeah. and he wants you to be happy. Amen. 
So if you have any other questions about this, you think we're crazy, you think I'm a false teacher, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm sure there'll be some, because this is such an entrenched belief, an entrenched yep. thing in our culture and in, in Christianity, I'm sure there'll be questions that come up. So you can reach out to us by email, either mwolf at arisedenver.com or strapp, T-R-A-P-P, at arisedenver.com. We'd love to hear your questions and talk about them here on the podcast. Yep. Uh, we hope to be back with you guys next week. We had a happy time, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) See ya. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trapp again, associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We want to encourage you to do three things. First is to subscribe, to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at arisedenver.com slash give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and in the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.